she waves her hand at me so I just kind of started laughing but <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right um, I was fixing to say glad to see everybody tonight but I can't see you but I hope if you're watching you can see us um, <coughs> just to go through our prayer request list um, we do have some praise reports. We had uh, Brother Jerry's no cancer, Sister Mary had no cancer, um, and we praise the Lord for those. Uh, but continuing member, Brother uh, Don, uh, his appointments was canceled. Brother uh, Danny, his appointments was canceled. Sister uh, <coughs> Donna Faye, her appointments canceled. So a lot of doctor's appointments canceled due to the weather. Uh, but continue to remember all these in your prayers. Uh, Roy Campbell, Brother Bill and Sister Joanne. Uh, <coughs> uh, uh, I have to forgive me. Uh, Sister Joanne is in rehab in Van Buren. Sister Joanne Bynum. Uh, remember her, Sister Tawana. Uh, also, Sister uh, Mag Maggie. See Timothy King, uh, Kayla's is doing better. Uh, Mariah's uh, her appointment went good. I'm trying to remember, I get all these messed up. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, Rita's friend, Sister Joanne's friend, Shelly, um, Brother Johnny was doing better, but still needs our prayers. Sister Rose Todd and family, Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, Sister Rhonda, Reverend Charles Tester, Sister Gail's great nephew, and then Bill Curry, Debbie Scott, um, Audrey Bedford. I had wrote some down, I thought, somewheres. Uh, don't have Sister Mary Jane, our shut ins, Brother. Uh, Sister Mary Jane, again, Sister Tawana, and Brother Junior. I remember all of these in your prayers. Uh, we did have one sent across the uh, uh, prayer chain today. Remember that need. I don't have my phone right handy, but uh, so remember that need. With that, we'll go to the Lord in prayer, and we'll get into our lesson tonight. Father, we thank you. And we love you, dear God. We praise you, Lord, for your many blessings. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity, Lord, we have to uh, share in thy word. Lord, I pray tonight that you just touch each heart and each soul. Uh, Father, give us the strength and guidance that we need. Give us the mindset that we need. Uh, Lord, we just pray that we would be stronger every day in you, uh, trusting you, Lord, uh, lifting you up, Father, so others will see how valuable important you are to us in our lives and then father we pray for those that are lost and we pray for our country dear god father just let your will be done let your name be glorified we pray uh, touching these needs lord we trust you father and we'll give you glory in christ's name and amen amen i am <coughs> excuse me got a few places uh to go to tonight uh, and i say that not not a lot, but uh, something a preacher said the other day, uh, and I've read many times in the scriptures, and that talked about as far as the idols go, and um, 
different things, but uh, uh, two words popped into my mind in the words, hear not. Um, so I was curious, how many times in Scripture are those two words put together, hear not? And I was amazed uh, also in that, that they were only found seven times in Scripture, hear not. Now, um, immediately I began to think about, you know, the number seven, God's complete number. Uh, but <clears throat> the amazing part of this is here not um, describes the attitude of the people, <clears throat> excuse me, and then also describes the ability of idols. Um, but then one thought described um, those that are not on the earth as far as if they had not been born. And uh, we find that one in Job. That was an interesting one to me to read uh, about in Job. Uh, but we're going to start with the idle part of it uh, this evening. And uh, I say that. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, the idle part uh, of this. So Psalms 115, uh, we'll start with tonight. And then uh, we've got another place in Psalms. But. Psalms 115, starting in verse 4, says, Their idols are silver and gold, the works of man's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not neither speak they through their throats that they may make them are like excuse me they that make them are like them so is everyone that trusteth in them and we had studied Sunday night uh, our message Sunday night was about trust and the blessings of trusting the Lord um, if you look at this very carefully here and it makes perfect sense because when you get into the study of the scripture about these two words and about the application that it has to the people, um, that latter verse that I read, it says, They that make them are like them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. And, uh, you know, if you trust in idols, you're trusting in nothing. Um, if you put your faith in an idol, you're putting your faith in nothing and why do I say nothing because an idol can do nothing an idol can say nothing an idol can go nowhere um, they're just an idol they're just an object that is placed somewhere that people will um, look at uh, you know in uh, depending on the design of it and the colors of it some people may think they're pretty uh, some people may think they're ugly um, you know, some people may not even know what they are, uh, but God does. And, and here's the deal. Those that make them are just like them. They are, they're dead. And that was, that was the other part of what I <clears throat> was looking at in this. Um, when you think about how that this is, the number five is the number of uh, grace or death. 
depending on your study of it. Uh, we've, we've looked at it. Brother Mike was talking about it when he was in. Uh, I always uh, thought it was grace, but if you go back to the book of Genesis, it's the genealogies there. And every time a person's mentioned, the fifth time they're mentioned, they die. And so I can see that application of it. Well, if you're serving an idol, uh, even though you're physically alive, you're spiritually dead. And so there's five references to that. And one of those in the application of the person, again, talks about uh, the, the death there. But anyways... Uh, so they, their idols are silver and gold, the works of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Uh, eyes have they, but they see not. Ears have they, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Uh, and so, you know, ears, <clears throat> verse 6, their ear, they have ears, but they hear not. They, they don't hear. Uh, and that means they don't hear the word of the Lord and they don't hear your words and you can cry all day long to them just as we know uh, Elijah prophet, Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal uh, and they cried all day long and there was no response from uh, the God uh, Baal as far as little G uh, <coughs> his, his, his prophets got nothing other than a bunch of sores because they even cut themselves so that they bled uh, and it didn't do anything. Yet Elijah steps back and he prays a prayer to God, uh, the God of creation, the God of heaven, the God of all existence, uh, the God that hears, the God that sees, the God that knows, the God that smells, I mean, the God that moves and all these uh, things that these idols didn't do. And he answered by fire. Uh, so... We know that he uh, is God. Uh, but then jump over to Psalms 135. Uh, we will start here tonight in verse 15. Uh, it says, The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the works of men's hands. Now, now understand something. This is the second time that this is written, the works of man's hands. You and I are the work of God's hands. The earth is the work of God's hands. Everything in there. And so, you know, when you stop to think about it, God created all things. God is the God of creation. He is the creator. Uh, you and I are not. And when we try to make a God, it's going to be a dead God. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, so anyways, he said, the work of man's hands, they have mouths. But they speak not, eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouth. Now now think about this for just a second. When we read one over here, he said they don't even speak through their throats. Well, in order to speak, air has to come from within inside. It's, it's going out of our throats. So they have mouths, but they speak not. And there, in this one here, uh, the Lord talking, <clears throat> excuse me, he said, They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Neither is any breath in their mouths. Can I, can I tell you something else? The Bible tells the, us that God breathed the breath of life into Adam. 
God breathed the breath of life into Eve. And you and I, we get our breath from God. And so these idols are not of God. Therefore, they cannot breathe. Again, they're dead. And that's important. Uh, if you do not, and, and we'll read this in a minute, but it, you know, if you don't hear the word of God, even though you may be, uh, again, spiritually uh, alive or physically alive, you are spiritually dead. And so I, you know, it's kind of a hard thing to, um, don't worry about it, baby. It's, uh, you know, when people think about this, uh, physically alive, spiritually dead will lead to eternal separation from God. And so uh, just, just uh, thinking about that. Then he goes on, he makes the same statement again in verse 18. They that make them are like unto them, so is everyone that trusteth in them. And so I do not, and I pray that you do not put your trust in idols. Uh, then we look at the book of Job. Again, this was, like I said, this was a little different one, but it still has the application of what we're talking about in there. Um, just to go back, uh, skipping through a bunch of this, uh, verse 18, <coughs> excuse me, Job chapter 3, verse 18, it says this, there, there, there the prisoners rest together. They hear not the voice of the oppressor. And if you go back into verse 1, you will see that Job is basically, um, he, he's just cursing the day that he was born. And he, he has been in a dreadful situation here, uh, one that he has refused to turn his back on God, but in the questioning, he's going, why in the world was I, I had been better had I not been born, in, in other words. But yet we know this, in the end of Job, God says to Job, who are you to question that even? Um, and Job realizes that everything that he goes through in life, God's in control of. And he knows that, but but he's, real, he's reminded of that. And so we understand the Job of Job's life. But verse 1, it says, after this, Opened Job his mouth and cursed this day. And Job said, Let the day perish wherein I was born, and the night in which it was said, There is a man child conceived. Let the day of darkness, let not God regard it above, uh, from above, neither let the light shine upon it. Let the darkness and the shadow of death stain it. Let the cloud dwell upon it. Let blackness of the day terrify it. As for that night, let darkness seize upon it. Let not, let let it not be joined unto the day of the year. Let it not come in the number of the months. And so Job is basically all the way through here. He's talking about the day that he was born, and he says down here. And if you think about it this way, <coughs> the devil came against Job. Had had Job. Um, had God not knew, and God didn't know, that Job could spiritually stand everything that come to him and stand true to God. God knew that. Uh, he knew, though, as well, that Job's flesh would be tried. And so it allowed God and Job actually 
to have a conversation uh, that grew Job even stronger in more understanding in his faith with God in the end. Uh, but so Job is doing that. But when Job gets down here into verse 18, uh, he said, they're the oppressors. In other words, in death or in absence, uh, the oppressors, they don't, they don't even hear, uh, they hear not. Excuse me. They're the oppressors that rest together. They hear not the voice of the oppressor or they're the prisoners. Uh, and so, you know, uh, that word hear not in this application is saying in death, they don't hear. Again, perfectly befitting to what we find in, in all the following scriptures that we'll have uh, about this. So the first two places this is found is found in references to idols. The next five places it's found, it's in reference to not hearing, uh, but anyways, the, the basic sum of it is, is death people uh, too because they're dead spiritually speaking um, in this. But anyway, so with that, we'll go over to the book of Jeremiah chapter 5. <clears throat> Start back at verse 19. It says, And it shall come to pass when you shall say, Wherefore doth the Lord our God all these things unto us? Then shalt thou answer them, like as, like as ye have forsaken me, and served strange gods in your land, so shall ye serve strangers in the land that is not yours. Now, understand something right here. Uh, God is allowing the captivity uh of Israel, and, and he's talking about these things. They're not going to serve God. So he says, Declare this unto the house of Jacob, and publish in, in Judah, saying, Hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not. He, he's talking to the, to the people there, and he, and he told them, um, You know, you have eyes, but you see not. You have ears, uh, but you hear not. Uh, and, and again, it goes back to the application of those that are dead, uh, the idols that they had. Remember, all those that make them are like them, and they that trust in them are like them. In other words, they're dead. Uh, and God is telling the children of Israel here, and he does it again in Ezekiel. Uh, he, it, it goes through, and there's a place here where he's talking about how that because they hear not the word of God, uh, they don't receive um they're based they're dead it's in while they're physically alive they're spiritually dead and by the way the bible says sin when is conceived bringeth forth death and death would or excuse me uh lust when is conceived bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished excuse me bringeth forth death if you do not hear and repent you don't just die on this earth but you suffer an eternal death separation from god and that death does not dissolve, does not keep you from feeling pain, but rather puts you into pain because of what you're going to go through. But anyways, we'll we'll get we'll try not to jump too far ahead there. He said, uh, "Hear now this, O foolish people." Now, now God is saying it's foolish uh, for us not to listen, not to hear, 
And then he says, and without understanding. And remember, if you go back to the book of Proverbs, let me just jump back here. This ain't part of my notes. And I'll try not to tarry long. But look at what he says, the book of Proverbs, right? The fear of the Lord, verse 7, verse chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. They, they despise it. They don't want to hear it. We're living in a day and hour when that's exactly what's going on in this world. Um, hear now this, O foolish people, and without understanding. Why? Because they don't seek God. They don't fear God. They don't. They they uh, they they just they simply despise God. Uh, and there are people who'll argue and say, "Well, you know, I, I believe in God and stuff." Well, there's one. I'm just going to be blunt, blunt about it. And I've got I've got this in another study. If the Lord allows me to finish it out, you can believe all day long in in the fact that there's a God. But if that belief does not cause you to react and follow it doesn't mean nothing to God long and short of it read James look what James says uh, Psalms chapter 1 uh, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful but is the law but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night why well, because they hear, they understand, right? They seek wisdom. But here he says, uh, O foolish people without understanding, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not. And I will say that's like people who look at the Bible and, and read it, but they don't get it. And they don't care about it. And they don't follow it. Uh, they can hear preaching. It goes in one ear and out the other ear. Uh, even say amen, uh, but it doesn't do anything it doesn't get down into the heart it doesn't register a, a transformation in their life it doesn't cause them to react differently um, and, and God God simply said that they are without understanding they're, they're foolish people without understanding he says fear ye not me verse 22 saith the Lord will ye not tremble at my presence which I have placed in the sands for the bond of the sea by the perpetual decree, decree that it cannot pass it, and though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet cannot prevail, though they roar, yet cannot pass over it. But this people hath a revolting and a rebellious heart. They are a revolted they are revolted and gone neither say they in their heart let us now fear the lord our god that giveth rain both the former and the latter in his season he reserveth uh, unto us the appointed weeks and harvest your iniquities have turned away these things and your sins have withholded good things from you why because they will not hear and they will not see what God has done. So again, he says, Hear now this, O foolish people, without understanding, which have eyes and see not, 
and ears and hear not. Uh, so with that, then go to Ezekiel chapter 12. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Again, this is talking uh, uh, to the children of Israel. Um, captivity is symbolized. Captivity is, is, being, is coming their way. Uh, verse 1, the word of the Lord also came unto me, saying, Son of man, thou that dwellest in the midst of a rebellious house, which have eyes to see and see not, they have ears to hear and hear not, for they are a rebellious house. You're, you and I, by the grace of God, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we have to fight off the flesh every day, and we have to choose to do what's right. And if we choose to do what's wrong, it's like rebellion in that regards. Um, but the difference is for you and I, I hope and pray, is that when we mess up, we confess up and, and we get things right with the Lord. Um, we do not live in a state of being or a state of sinfulness or a state of rebellion uh, in that. And he's talking to the children of Israel because they're not just having a problem. They're living in that. And those who live in that mindset, that lifestyle, uh, they're not going to escape the captivity. And captivity for the children of Israel was always a punishment for their rebellion. The difference was this was temporary captivity that God was using to, to provoke them to return to him. There's coming a day in which God is going to pour out his wrath, and the final captivity that we have is going to be death and hell. If you go over to the book of 1 Corinthians where we were, uh, just the other day uh, in, in one of our uh, messages, chapter 15, it says this, For when this corruptible must put on incorruption, this mortal must, must put on immortality, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Why? Because of Christ Jesus. Look at verse 55. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Well, they get victory in the rebellion of the people. But those of us who accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our life, we have the power over that. Look what he says. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So by putting our faith and trust in him, O grave, where is thy victory? There is no victory. Why? The Bible tells us that those of us who will hear the word of God, those of us who will follow the word of God, and when I say that, in other words, we're accepting Jesus Christ, and we're striving to live a life uh, for him, uh, in the end, we're, we're going to heaven. It's going to be a beautiful day for you and I. Uh, but for those who don't, death lies ahead. Those who will not hear the word of God and heed the word of God and turn, uh, they're, they're not just going to die. They are already dead. 
I've said it before, I'll say it again. You cannot chase somebody away from God who's not with God. Now, can you hinder their? Can you hinder it? Yes. If you're a bad example, um, if you uh, show a lie instead of the truth, uh, you, you will keep them, uh, hinder them. But again, if you can't, I've heard people say, "Well, don't push too hard." Me telling you about Jesus is not pushing too hard. Me telling you to repent of your sins and, and be saved is not pushing you too hard. Uh, we, we've got to get that message out there. And when we do that, uh, we're not pushing people away from the Lord. We're actually trying to draw people uh, to the Lord. And so, uh, again, the word of the Lord came also, uh, also came unto me saying, Son of man, thou dwellest in the midst of a rebellious house, uh, which have eyes to see, and they see not. They have ears to hear, and they hear not, for they are a rebellious house. And you can go on and read from there. Uh, then the next place is Matthew chapter 13. <clears throat> start in verse 10 here's what the lord had to say about the people said the disciples came and said unto him why speakest thou unto them in parables he answered and said unto them because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it is not given now again we're talking about israel here for a moment uh, because see they're not going to get it the message is going to go to the gentiles but again Excuse me. They're not going to get it, but part of the reason they're not going to get it, they don't want it. Okay, for whosoever hath to him it shall be given, and him, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away, even that which he hath. Therefore spake I, uh, spake I to them in perils, because they seeing, see not. And hearing, they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. And, and that's exactly what happened with the Jews. Uh, they saw, and they heard, but they didn't, they didn't understand. They did not accept it. Now remember, not all of them, there were several that did. But, but the majority, the, the religious people, so to say, um, did not hear and, and just they couldn't, they wouldn't, they, they say they could not, they would not grasp and they wouldn't listen either. Um, but again, the good news is when we're talking about Israel, you go over to the book of Romans, you find there uh, that uh, the Gentiles receiving the word of God is going to lead them to jealousy, provoke them to salvation <clears throat> so again he said they they have ears uh, they hear not uh, then the last place is in the book of Luke in the 16th chapter this is the rich man and Lazarus we all know this story about the rich man and Lazarus uh, but look at what he says we'll, we'll go back there was a certain rich man, verse 19, there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen 
and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at, the, at his gate, full of sores. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels unto Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Uh, it's, it's an amazing thing to me that... Uh, not know that we read this but you know the rich man never we never got his name but the beggar we got his name his name was Lazarus uh, tells you Lazarus had a relationship with the Lord the Lord called him by name we go on it said it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels in Abraham's bosom the rich man also died and was buried, and in hell lifted up his eyes, being torment, being in torments, and seeth Abraham uh, far off, and Lazarus in his bosom. He cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And Abraham said, Son, rememberest thou? Remember that. Thou in thy lifetime received thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this between, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass unto us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that they may testify, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torments. Now, the rich man, and, here, and here's the deal, you need to listen to this carefully. The rich man wants the message of salvation, the message of hope, the message of belief. Uh, the message of repentance sent to his brothers so that they will not come to where he is. And it makes me wonder if, in again, the opportunity had been there, but they refused. In other words, they had ears, but they heard not. But it goes on. It says, Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear, let them, hear them. Look at the next verse. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. So when the message is there, they have, they have Moses and the prophets. They already have everything that they need to have faith, to believe. The problem is, is they won't hear it and they won't see it. But if one from the dead goes to them, a Surely they would be given there. The next verse is prophetic verse to you and I today and for those brethren most likely at the time too. But it said, and he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets. In other words, there's the statement. If they won't hear the word of God that is, neither will they be persuaded Though one rose from the dead. 
Now, in our teaching in the Bible, Lazarus was brought back by the Lord. Lazarus was a testimony, not not this Lazarus, but the, the other Lazarus, Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus. Uh, he, he was alive. How many people did that convince? Then we have the greatest gift of resurrection from the dead, and that's Jesus. And so in this, again, look what he said. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, if they're not going to hear them, they're not going to listen to Lazarus. It is very this very same thing today because you know what? People still will not hear this word. And not hearing the word is, again, ignoring the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. So, again, we live in a country that we think, you know, is the greatest on earth. Uh, can't deny that as far as our freedom goes and, and, and the ability to serve God. But while we have that, we're, we're really getting to a point where we no longer hear the word of God. Therefore, we're falling into the same, uh, I don't want to say trap, we're, we're following the same steps that they followed in that they hear not. It's not that they can't hear, it's that they won't hear. So the hear not means they're not going to listen. They don't listen. And, uh, you know, again, he said, eyes they have, but they see not. Ears they have, but they hear not. And it's just not going to, they're not going to listen to it. And if we continue to go through life and, and uh, don't listen to the word of the Lord, uh, we can expect the end of, of what the Bible gives us. Uh, hell will be hot and eternal long. Just as heaven will be sweet and eternal long. And for those who will hear and receive and follow the word of God, um, heaven's going to be a wonderful place. But for those who hear not, hell's going to be a horrible place, horrible place. Father, we thank you tonight for your love. We thank you, Father, for your word. And we pray, dear God, that we would, uh, Lord, heed your word. We've heard it tonight. Uh, dear God, that we will see and understand the application of it to our lives and our hearts and follow you. Uh, Lord, we pray help us through uh, the remaining part of this week. Please keep each one safe. Uh, Lord, we ask you tonight that you just touch those again that are lost. Lord, speak to their hearts again, Father, we pray. And keep your hand upon us, Lord, again, that we might magnify and glorify your name. Lord, we do ask you, Father, these things tonight. We praise you, Father, in Christ's holy name. And amen. Amen. God bless you. Hope to see you again next opportunity.